Hey guys, this is Adam and Marissa here. Just coming to you to talk about a way you could probably help the show out with just seriously clicking a link. Right, How babe? easy is that? I know. It's called affiliates. And basically, we have a bunch of companies that are affiliates with the show. And all you got to do is click the link. And some of these affiliates are pretty cool. Like NERCS. NERCS is the leading online provider for personal health care needs. Get birth control, prescription acne treatment, at-home STI testing, and more delivered to your door. It's affordable with or without insurance, and meds ship with fast, free delivery. And the reason why Marissa likes NERCS and made me get with them is because they deal with migraine medication. Yeah, you already know that I suffer from migraines, and they're so helpful. Yeah, so check out NERCS. They're super rad. We also want to talk about Bill Shark. Bill Shark is a bill reduction platform. They're the negotiators. They're the lawyers. They're the tough people that go in and negotiate your bills for you. And they work on behalf of customers to save them time and money. And Bill Shark is so cool because they're backed by Mark Cuban. And Mark Cuban, well, we all know who he is, right? Of course we do. Who doesn't need a Bill Shark? Right? Get someone to cut your bills with their shiny, sharp teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Let's also talk about Purple Garden. Ooh, Purple Garden. I know the name does not even do it justice, but Purple Garden is a new psychic reading app and it's focused exclusively on live psychic readings. I mean, how cool is that? That sounds fun. Literally, all you got to do is click a link. Um, I also want to talk about Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats, everybody knows who this is. We use Vivid Seats. You can go check out any live events, sports, concerts, whatever, theater events. They have tickets, and the tickets are are at the best prices. Which makes it super easy and affordable. Absolutely. And because you guys are the greatest fans of all time, and Marissa and I absolutely love you guys, we know that you're going to support the show no matter what. So do us a favor. It's called Affiliate Marketing once again. And you can find all these wonderful companies and their links in the show notes. Or the easier way to do it is just go to highlyirritable.org because that also has some content on it. You can check that out. Yeah, we greatly appreciate you guys. And don't forget, click that link. Love y'all. So the other day I was sitting on the couch and I got kind of bored. So I went upstairs, looked on the laptop and I Googled electric bikes. Because I wanted to ride my bike, but I couldn't ride the beach cruiser because I kind of hurt my knees. So I googled electric bikes and this cool company popped up called Borrow Our Bikes. I couldn't have been luckier to find this company. It was so easy and so seamless. I got on the phone, called the guy. He recommended renting the Hemiway Escape. Um, It ended up being the best bike ever. I definitely want to buy one now. But they are on Instagram their handle is at borrow our bikes. And I seriously, like I said, had the easiest experience I've ever had. The guy showed up, dropped the bike off, gave me a few simple instructions. When I was done with the bike and done renting it, he showed up when he said he was going to show up and picked the bike up for me. Didn't have to move the bike or do anything. All I had to do was hop on it, ride it and have fun. And that's the kind of experience I expected. And they came through in the biggest way. And that's why I'm talking about them right now. If you want to check them out, 
go ahead. You can find them at borrowourbikes.com. Welcome to Highly Irritable. This is my daddy's show. Coming in with the flavored fog machine. Yeah, we sure are. (laughs) (laughs) We got a special episode today. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Highly Irritable. I am your host, Adam Lee. And I'm Marissa Jane. Woo! Woo! Are you ready for today? I sure am. Good Lord. We've got a special episode. We've got a good guest coming on. This is more music for us. I know, I'm so excited. I always love when it's a musical guest. I do too, and you know what the best part about this is? Is this is going to be a live performance. We're going to have a live performance on Highly Irritable. The first one ever. First anniversary, first ever. (laughs) I can't believe it. But just so you guys know, like speaking of live music, uh, Vivid Seats. I love Vivid Seats. They've got cheap tickets, and every artist uses them basically to buy your tickets for all the fans to get to the shows. We've got several shows touring right now, but the one they want me to talk about is Blake Shelton Tour has started. You can buy your tickets on Vivid Seats. Go ahead and go to the show notes. The link is there. You guys can get a 10% discount through Vivid Seats. And Paramount Plus, Infinite, the show Infinite has started streaming on Paramount Plus. The Have you seen that show? No, but I know what we're doing tonight. Yeah, we're definitely watching this. It stars Mark Wahlberg, and it's an episodic type show. Well, I love Mark Wahlberg, so we're for sure watching it. Well, you just like him with his shirt off. Of course. What if I got like a Mark Wahlberg shirt to wear, like with his body in place in the midsection? (laughs) Yeah. I'll get up at 2 in the morning and start working out. I'll be like the Mark Wahlberg for you. You can get all like worked up, you know? That would be uh, amazing. <laughs> She's lost for words I, yeah, right now. I'm thinking in my head. I'm picturing Mark and, you know, it, it would be a little, uh, a little tough. You know? Marissa and I also want to thank Liquid Death for quenching our thirst at the moment. They are the best thirst quenchers and don't die if you're not hydrated go get some liquid death damn it no and i'm super stingy with my water you know that yeah and i actually like them so yeah it doesn't taste like river water right no there's no raccoon piss in it (laughs) (laughs) raccoon piss bottled at the source oh lord listen we are taking a trip today ladies and gentlemen down to a beautiful place called new zealand And the person that we are interviewing's name is Manu Francois. He is a hell of a musician, verified on Spotify. And the music he plays is something I have not played on this show yet, but it's something I listen to all the time. As a matter of fact, we jammed it just a couple days ago, right, Marissa? Yep, we were in the truck listening to it. And the music he makes is the stuff that makes you actually smile. It doesn't make you want to run through a brick wall. No. (laughs) Yeah, there's no moshing. But there is a lot of dancing and probably a lot of weed smoking. Yeah. Guaranteed. Very fun. But without further ado, I want to introduce my friend. Um, I love this man. I love his mission statement. I love where he came from. And from the great down under, my mate, Manu Francois. Welcome, Manu. What's up, man? 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much, you guys, for having me on the show. Greetings, everybody who's watching. I see a whole lot of heads down there in the crowd. <laughs> I, uh, I recognize. So yeah, no, man, we are actually so blessed that uh, we are able to have this interview with you. Yes, brother. I believe that. So thank and you for that. This is our mm-hmm. first uh, international interview. Yeah. Let's not forget that. No, that's great. I didn't even think about that. I kept thinking like Manu's from New Zealand and I kept telling her like, this is so cool. Like Manu's from New Zealand and we get to interview him while he's in New Zealand. This is such a trip. And then on the same token, we're both trying to figure out like, okay, time zone. Like he's 19 hours ahead. Yeah. So like every time we're like, what time is it there? We're trying to figure out in our head what, what the hell is going on. They're having to do the I math. Know, it's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> you did well. Oh man. So, hey. Yeah. You know, the the obvious question here all the time that we ask on Highly Irritable is, number one, what got you into music? Good question. Well, I mean, um, my dad is a musician. Um, My dad, his name's Ras Bonte, and he lives in the Caribbean in St. Lucia. And um, he's a a prolific musician. He's been his whole life. Um, You know, he's played with the likes of Bunny Whaler and, you know, other names like that. Um, and he put me on the drums when I was three years old. So, you know, since then I, I've just been kind of growing. I moved from, uh, St. Lucia to New Zealand and I was growing up. So the music was different there. I started growing up into death metal, was playing in a death metal band in the early days, um, called Athenic. Then I kind of like just shifted from metal into kind of more singer songwriter stuff. I was playing my guitar um yeah and then like 2017 i started producing music i went to like an audio engineering course they taught me all about how to use logic and how to produce music well um and i've just been kind of doing it since then in a mixed genre artist yeah that's crazy and you're like a true musician correct like meaning you play almost all instruments guitar drums yeah. what what other instruments yeah, do you all, play all the basic ones you know I, I like drums i love guitar you know i can i can fiddle around on the piano um bass is awesome you know bass has its own language uh you know you can't just play it like a guitar you know so i appreciate bass for that saxophone you know my mom gave me her sax so i like play around on that too wow um triangle you know just anything i get my hands on really i love that and i love that you don't have a specific genre either because i i feel like that makes you very well-rounded thank you thank you it, um, yeah that is and, good yeah the yeah, funny I, thing I is been a bit of a I think it's been a bit of a, a double-edged sword because, you know, having my having my finger in so many pies, so to speak, like it's sort of not that it stretched me thin, but it's caused development in a lot of different areas. So like it's slow for things to like rise up. You know? Well, yeah, because I mean, nowadays if I was just a rapper, you know, that would be what I was doing all the time, and that would be my <laughs> and I'd just grow quick there. Well, yeah, because nowadays musicians go to the niche just like everybody else. They all have these fucking niches, which I fucking right. can't stand. It. It's such a cunty thing to do to people. Like, For real. what happened to the well-rounded musician that everybody wants to, to see? Like, Prince was, like, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. The guy could literally... Here, yeah, <laughs> and I've seen your videos. You know, I've watched the videos, and they're fucking hilarious, dude, where you're in, like, a bathrobe. 
and you're playing, you know, you're you're talking to yourself like, hey man, why don't you throw me a beat, Manu? And <laughs> you go and start singing, and then you got the you, you you're sitting in the bathrobe on the piano playing the piano too. Oh. Awesome, awesome, yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm just here at my home, dude, so, you know, it's comfortable, and uh, it's, it's pink, so, you know, I gotta just, just represent, you know, all the colors. I, I think it's great. Today. <laughs> so, out of all the instruments, what is your favorite to play? Well, I, for two different reasons, like, I like the guitar, because it's melodic, um, you know, you can play really beautiful things on the guitar, and... Um, and that's that's gorgeous for that reason. And then um, for the other reason, I love the drums just because uh, anything that's being played anywhere I go to jam, no matter what's being played, I can play it on the drums. You know what I mean? You yeah. just go. And I'm I'm following with you. And if you're going hard, I'm going hard. If you're going soft, I'm going soft. If it's jazz, I'm going jazz. If it's metal, I'm doing blast beats. You know? So yeah, I'm a percussionist yeah. at heart too, bro. So I'm oh, all right, about man. it. Yeah, so. That's good. What's the music scene like in, in New Zealand? Like, are are they as bitchy and and cutthroat as they are in the U.S.? Uh, things can be cliquey here, just like they can, you know, everywhere everywhere else. Um, but you know, we have um, there's a lot of like roots reggae here. The people here really appreciate some roots reggae, and they kind of have their own style of that, their own brand of that, which is quite cool, and I respect that about New Zealand. Yeah, and then um, you know, since since 2000 well i mean when i started doing my thing as a as like an independent artist um there was no one around me really that i could see who was doing that you know who mm. was kind of doing mix genre doing some rap doing pop producing their own stuff pushing it like they were a you know an international artist there was kind of no one doing that and and since since i started really like pushing that and pushing that for for years on end like there's been a proliferation of other artists um, around these ways doing that, um, which is really great. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's just wonderful to see the proliferation of people's artworks coming out. So, yeah. Do, does, does New Zealand kind of have the same fan base for all types of music down there, or are they a little behind the times? Like, you know, right now what we have trending, is it different than what you guys may have trending down there? Yes, yeah. Um, because, I mean, first of all, what trends in America often is, you know, kind of trending here as well. Um, but, you know, as far as our own artists, uh, we have, yeah, we have a, sort of just a different style, you know. As much as people can, you know, we try to, to do a unique style. As much, you know, we get a lot of uh, information from the States and from, you know, other big places around the world as far as the media is concerned. And so, you know, it's, it, it gets a lot. We get a lot of that, you know, we get washed with that. So, coming through with something original is um is um it's a blessing and it's wonderful to see when when people do that and um yeah as much as like i enjoy um and it's part of the craft to kind of assimilate what we hear and turn it into something that that we enjoy and that we love to play um yeah I, I like to try to find something original in in what i do as well and try to just portray that as well <laughs> nice what um how have you been doing with this COVID-19? I mean, have you guys, I don't know your guys' restrictions as far as down there, but I mean, I know here we were locked down for a year and a half. What's going on with yeah. you guys? I mean, and how have you dealt with that as, as an artist? I mean, mm. what have you gone through? Yeah, man. I mean, um, 
the, the, you know, we had our first lockdown and that lasted for, you know, a number of months. And um, it was, it was good at first. Like, I mean, it was good. I mean, it was useful as an artist because I got, we got to spend a lot of time indoors just working on our craft and just, you know, so there was a lot of products that came from that. But, um, you know, we're not down with COVID-19. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So did you have a chance to write a lot of music while you were locked down? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Um, what was it? 2020. Um, I released an album with a friend of mine, Lipsky. He was a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, so he would make the beats, um, cause he was sort of living with me at the time. And then I would write the songs to those beats and then produce them on my laptop. And the album is called 10 of a kind. It's there on Spotify. So you can look it up and find it. It's sort of like a, um, it's kind of like a pop album, but there's some rapping in there and there's just like yeah, yeah. Some different vibes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. I listened to it. It's catchy. Cool. I think cool. that's the one Thank we you. were listening to in the truck. Right? Yes. We kind of listened yeah. to a couple different ones, but if that's the one with like the pop and the rap, then I think we listened to that one. It was good. Yeah. That was cool. the one that uh, Cash was a, a chick singer on it. Yes. Yes. yes it yeah. was. I am free. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That is the the wonderful Maria Flores, who's uh, she's she's a, a beautiful singer. She lives here in, in New Zealand, um, and she she came through to the studio uh, to to record some vocals. And we just kind of like figured out what the lyrics would be together. You know what I mean? Which is really nice, kind of just working together as artists. And oh, hang on a sec, sorry. Phone no big deal. Yeah, um, yeah, and and I mean when. When she l- just let it out in the microphone, it was just incredible. Yeah, like, she had a powerful voice. You think it sounds voice. great on the recording? When she did it in real life, it just just blew my mind. You know, she was really like a songbird. And so, yeah, I hail her up for that. The real blessings she has. Yeah. And so you write all the lyrics too, right? For all your music? Yeah. yeah. So how does that work? Like, do you start with the music part first or do you write the lyrics first? There's a number of different ways that, you know, one can go about writing lyrics to a song. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes you, you, you write because you're writing what's on your mind and you don't worry about the music, but you just write what's on your mind. And then you get the music and then you can sort of like freestyle those lyrics onto in, in whatever uh, melody you want and suits you like on the music. And that's one quite cool way of doing it because it means that your lyrics are really what you wanted to say. Mm. You know what I mean? You weren't worrying about making it fit to the music or making it rhyme or, or anything. Right. You know, it was like really speaking from the heart. Um, another way that I've, I've tried at times is like if I have the music and then I'm getting like a little vocal melody coming to me, and then I'm like, okay, now what do I want to like put in there? I can feel my light in you. I can feel my light. So like it's sometimes you can just move with the sounds and that kind of divine uh, um, meaning from that. And sometimes you can come up with some very interesting stuff doing it that way. That's such um, an letting, amazing yeah, talent. Yeah, letting the Isn't it? First. Yeah, you saying? You got to be a genius to do something like that. You really do. That is an amazing talent to have. I'm so jealous. God, oh, the chicks must so fucking great. the chicks must flock all over you. 
Um, I, I, you know, I try just, just, just keep it easy. I'm, I'm engaged right now. So yeah. it's a wonderful thing. I um, just, this is, this is my first time telling the world right now. So Mona Francois is engaged. Wow. Congratulations. There we go. There we go. We're out of applause. Hey dude, I'm going to give you a board so for that. Much. Hang on one second. We're going to get a board. Here we go. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Please go. I appreciate you guys. You know, sir. Yeah. So, ladies, he you, is yeah. off the table. He's Leave off the table. Alone. This is what we should have played. <laughs> was that crickets? Yeah. Because, dude, like, the whole reason to be a musician is just to seriously have sex with a ton of people. Like, that's my whole thought on it. Yeah, like, if well, I wasn't married to her, I would just yeah. be a drummer in a band right now and bang all kinds of chicks. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky I, I had the opportunity to catch him when I did. Yeah, you're lucky. You're lucky. I would have been a drummer. I, what would I do without you? Probably oh like gosh. a lot of better things in your life. Like Mark Wahlberg, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Hey, Mark, uh, if you're listening uh, to this. <laughs> right? Tune in. Divorce is yeah. next week. And uh, check out Manu Francois' music. Well. Yeah. Yes. Mark, yeah. check out Manu and thank you, Liquid Death. There we go. All right. It's like a fucking NASCAR race in here <laughs> Manu would you give us a sample of uh, something that you've written and uh, maybe play a little guitar for us absolutely man right on okay, Let's... I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a little um, a little background on this song yeah um, this song I wrote quite recently um, I started playing in a band called Zoleka and um, we are what does that mean is there Zoleka. a meaning behind that yeah well it's a Swahili word and it um it means it's like a mixture of like music and love and all of these fantastic, wonderful things that we love. This is the sort of vibration that Zoleka is, is the meaning for. That's oh, cool. I love that. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So our own fella in our band, Howie, he came up with it. It kind of grew on us. You know, it's zesty. I like it. It has the, sa- the sonic quality of the music that we play. Yeah. So, so we do, we do, um, we do uh, kind of all of our music is like funky. Or, or kind of ethnic in a kind of way. For sure. Um, yeah, and so so we, we're a bit of a roulette band. So we will switch positions and a different person will take the front and play their songs that they've written and then everyone else backs them up and there's backing vocals and everyone in there. Oh, I love that. Uh, it's like taking right? turns. That's got to be so cool to see to watch all the musicians going through like a carousel. Yeah, exactly. So, so like um, when I... Because I, I was writing my own music, and my own music came from you know my style. But when I realized like what the general style was that everybody in the band liked to play, I thought, you know what? Okay, I'm going to write a song now that suits everybody. Mm. And um, so I started writing these things, and I, I was checking out how the other guitarists play and the kind of chords that they use. And I was like, I like that, you know. So I'm going to take some of those, and I'm just write something that that is really really suited to this band. And the lyrics were super easy to write because I was in love. I mean, I'm in love. And so it's very easy to write sweet lyrics and, and come on and get some lyrics when you're in love. You know what I mean? You just so, let it flow. So is this a love song? This is a, this is a get up and dance song. All right. Know? But it's like, it's with that, you know, it's speaking yeah. to someone. It's a who, feeling good yeah, song. Who, who yeah. Love. It's a vibe yeah. out and chill song and yeah. have fun and dance and smile that's right that's why i love your music manu well give us a little taste of it thank you i will do okay so um this song i guess is is called sounds like you baby all right here we go
right. All right. Thank you so much, everybody watching. This is Monte Francois, as you know, on Highly Irritable. We are thankful to be here. Praises to the Most High, one and all, forever and always. May love be your crop. Right? This song goes like this. Okay. It's really nice to be here. Thank you. Hey, and the 
whole band rocking behind me. You know. <laughs> yeah, we got a sweet guitar solo and everything. We love it. Anyway, we end up back in this. Sound like it. Sounds like it. Nice. We get another one. Yes, yo, thank you so much. There will be no crickets yeah, on that one. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to write something that was just a, a classic. Yeah. No, that ripped. If you don't start serenading me and writing me love songs, I'm leaving. I was just going to ask you, like, how fast would your panties drop if I did what he just did to us? <laughs> like Instantaneous. Like, do you I'll get, tell you. Do you get pregnant the minute I whip the guitar out? Yeah, as soon as you start singing, like, yeah, 100%. He sang to me in the car on our first date, and he hasn't sang to me since. I so did. I don't know if I'm doing oh, something no. wrong or if he just can't sing anymore. What did I sing to you, by the way? Waiting for that special moment again. No, yeah. Mate, come again soon. Yeah, Maybe no, I... After this interview, you know? I, I know when I got to throw it. You know what I'm saying? I know. Yeah, I got game. I trust you, man. That's it. Man, that was awesome. So... I did have a question. Who taught you? How did you learn how to play guitar? Did you self-teach yourself, or did you actually take lessons? I taught myself how to play. Because you really rip at the guitar. Thanks, my man. Thanks. How it started was um, I was playing in this band, Athenic, and I was the drummer in Athenic. And if you want to see some crazy drum videos, because I got got some crazy drum videos from this double album that we released back in, like, 2013, um, and... And uh, they're up there. If you just search like Manu Francois Athenic, which is A T H E N I C, drum, you know, and then there's some really cool and, and intense drum drum uh, videos up there. Awesome. But anyway, I was drumming in this band Athenic, and um, and I was also like on my. I had a guitar like like this. It's like a. a a classical guitar with nylon strings. Yeah. Um, and it was my first guitar. And I was writing metal riffs on it, you know, I was there going. Okay, that sounds pretty cool. I'll yeah. show that to the boys and then we'll just rip that. God. And that, that's how it started. And then I just like, I started using my fingers a lot more. And then um, it just started to cool out and write nice things, you know. <laughs> God, I wish I, I could play an instrument. I just, I, I can't get enough of instruments or what their capabilities are. It's, I'm telling you, it's the cosmic language. It really is. Like, to hear the guitar, it just is beautiful. I'm telling you, everybody in the world meshes to this language music. I'm telling you. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's surreal. And this is what I'm really, like, starting to appreciate more now is, like, pardon me, because when I started, um, you know, as an artist, as a as a, a public artist, as a sort of mixed genre artist, as a popular artist, um, my first album was a rap album, you know, and rap wasn't even my genre. Mm. You know, it wasn't even my forte. I had a rapper, a friend who was a rapper, and he was a great inspiration. He's absolutely fantastic. He goes by the name Upreme, and he's about to put out a bunch of projects from you know years back. But um, 
So I, I, I put that out and I, I did my, my dues. You know, I put my skill into the rap arena. And, um, you know, because as I saw it, like that was what was trending, you know. Mm. And, I, and of course, you know, I wanted to, to become famous, you know, and I wanted to become a, a, a name and a famous musician, whatever. And so that was the way that I saw to do it. So, so, you know, my first album was a rap album. And I kind of like, I've been rapping ever since, but it's still not my forte. I love freestyling, you know what I mean? I pop a beat on and, and freestyling is a wonderful expression. Yeah. Yes. You know, the freedom of expression and it just rolls straight out your tongue from your head and your heart. And um, that's something I love about rap. Um, but the more and more I kind of just develop as an artist, I realize, and people tell me, you know, they, they go, you know, I love it, Manu, when you play music. I love it when you play that guitar, when you sing. Yeah. And that's the vibration that really is like suited to you. And, you know, this is what we're learning. Everybody's learning this is that you got to be authentic to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that is what is really going to connect with people. And it's just this sort of like invisible link. And, and you just got to trust your what what's good for you. Well, I love that. Here's the clue for everybody. I mean, no matter what, everybody's done it. Okay. So like no matter what, if you're an artist or whatever, or you're Manu or whoever, yeah. someone has done something that you're trying to do. So the only thing you can do to make people understand who you are is to be authentic. So, and I can tell you by listening to your music, the out, the songs that I've listened to, you know, like Pride and and a couple other ones that you have that, yeah. I, I mean, the ones that I can tell, like the island vibes come out and the the validity of you and your authenticity is there and you can hear it and it's better. It's better than the actual, like I enjoy listening to your authentic music more than I do the rap music. So you're a hundred percent right. Like yeah. it's unbelievable. And, and as far as the way I, I can see, like when you're inspired by your own music, because you're, you're portraying that, right? Like it's a vibe that you have inside of your soul. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for real. Freaking yeah. crazy. Yeah, man. So, so I love to, <clears throat> I love to just put more of that stuff out, you know, because at the end of the day, like I will get up on a stage, no matter how big the stage is. And then I'll rap, I'll rap and I'll sing, you know what I mean? I'll put on a performance like, like I was Tupac or like I was whoever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, God, I mean, I just love to, to make people feel so wonderful and beautiful and serene. You know, so that's that's really where my where my key is, I think. Well, yeah, that's definitely your vibe. I mean, reggae style pop, you know, like reggae poppy island type music. It's fucking dope. But the, but if you know, knowing where you came from, though, that's kind of your background, right? I mean, like Caribbeans and then New Zealand. I mean, dude, your whole life has been on an island, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, man. And that's just another part of of. Um, coming to terms with who I am and, and accepting who I am, you know, because growing up, you know, I, I grew up away from my father. <clears throat> There's only love between my father and I, you know what I mean? I love and respect my father with, with no end and, and the, the feeling is mutual. Um, and, but just because of circumstances, I couldn't, he couldn't be there with me, you mm. know? And so for a lot of my life, I didn't have my father and, um, I grew up with my mother and my sisters and, um, and as wonderful, as wonderful as that is, and as, as much as I cherish and love them, uh, you know, I, I miss my dad. And, and me not having my father, that 
it has made me who I am. You know what I mean? In, in certain elements where I go, you know, gosh, I wish I could connect with that part of myself. You know, like, I wish I could get a stronger connection with with God, with, uh, with, with, with my spiritual father. Because, yeah. And in the same way, like, I, I miss the connection with my father, you know? So it, it's, all very, it's all kind of, it all sort of makes sense to me in, in my life. But, you know, my dad is still there and we talk and we communicate and, um, and there's just so much love there. And, and, you know, he's proud of me and I'm proud of him. And, 100%. And this is what you got to remember, you know? <laughs> Hundred percent, man. I, I, you know, I connect with that. Recording what, in progress. I, I connect with that like, hundred and ten percent because that's like, right. that's exactly how I grew up. Um, my dad and mom divorced, and then I grew up with all sisters, and yeah. my mom. My mom raised yeah. me, so yeah. like even to this day, it's kind of like that. My dad moved to Texas, but now my dad and I are connected more than we ever have been. Like I kind of let go of the anger per se yeah. you know yeah. so yeah i can relate to that in a big way so i know how that can kind of meld you in in a way yeah man but you know at the same time you know i was lucky enough to go over in 2014 i visited saint lucia again for the first time in about it would have been like almost 20 years at that wow. point yeah and i went wow. back and it was like, I didn't even tell my dad I was coming. I didn't tell him nothing. My sisters, who a couple of my sisters who I grew up with here, they were over there circumstantially just visiting him at the time. And um, he didn't know I was coming. But one of my sisters found out I was coming. And she came and got me from the airport secretly, brought me back to the house. And there's this video, you know, there's a video. It's on my Instagram, too, quite a wee way down. Um, and... It's me rolling up, you know, I roll up in the front and I see my brother is there who I had not seen in so, so long. His name is Mali. He goes by Monster. He's a soccer performer in St. Lucia, the one of the top soccer performers. Anyway, man, I see my bro like, yes, what's up, man? Nice wow. Time, How exciting. And then, you know, we come down the side of the stairs and Kenny's like, shh, shh, yeah, you know, and come in. And, and then, you know, just into the house where we grew up. And um, then, you know, my dad, you see from the camera's view, my dad come across the, across the floor and then he just stops. But, and then my sister goes, ah! and then the G comes in and me and him, we just come together. <laughs> we just embrace each other and just have a long and just beautiful embrace. And um, it's just, it's such a sweet video, you know? Yeah. And it, yeah, it was so iconic. But while I was over there, guys, it was like, it was so nourishing for me as a, as a musician because, you know, I mean, I, I was playing sad songs. I was mm. singing sad songs on the guitar and just doing, you know, but then, you know, my dad, he was, he was doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> and I was just like, damn, that's so cool, man. I'm how to do it like you do. And I did, you know. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, can you play us maybe one more song? Absolutely, man. So going into into this, this is one song that I wrote most recently. Um, This song is called Home, and um, I've got a couple of little videos on it um, on on my Insta and that. And um, yeah, I just want to play you guys a little version of it. So right on. It's it's inspired by the African heritage that I have, and um, yeah, it goes like this. Yeah. 
The knocking it out of the park for my new song for me. Cool, cool. That is so cool. I um, love the vibes, man. I really do. I yes. do. I'm so glad we got to do this with you. It's such like positive, just like 
love and I, I just love it. Yeah, that's it, you know, because that's, that's the thing in life. You know what? You, you, need, you need love and you need to be able to um, acknowledge love and you need to be able to, to really know that love is the most important aspect of life. You know, it's the key to all things and release your frustrations, release all your traumas and everything, you know, because at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter if it's a stranger or someone, you know, or your family, um, you know, a loving connection and just giving that space and time and understanding and openness to another human being. That's what's going to really fulfill your life and, and, and make things worth living in, yes. in a spiritual sense, in a real sense, you know. So it's important, and this is why it's so important for me to just, you know, just be who I am and just, you know, sing my music in the way that makes me feel happy. Yes, and music is such a good outlet for that, too. Really? I love it. Really, because it makes people move, it makes people dance, and and that shakes off people's shells. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, not having live music for so long was pretty detrimental. Like, I, I am so excited. There's so many tours coming up, like... God, I can't wait. Like, one of my buddies already told me, like, hey, man, we're touring, blah, 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 blah. We want you to come watch a show and then hop on the bus with us, go to Sacramento, and then fly home, and hopefully it'll be okay with Marissa. (laughs) (laughs) Not like she cares, though. She's cool about that kind of shit because she knows how much I need live music. But Right. Do you have any plans on traveling to the U.S. to do any performances? I would love to, and my partner and I, we do have plans to come to the U.S. Um, we would like to go to England first. She has family over there. We would love to, you know, connect with them and share good news with them. Um, and But U.S. is definitely some somewhere that I'd love to come and play. It's a huge pool. You all know it. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't wait to get over there and see you all there. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know... Uh, if I'm in the U.S., I'll make a band. You know what? When I come and play, it's going to be something awesome, and I just want to just deliver the best that I have. Well, I don't think I'll you'll have uh, any problem doing that. So yeah. I have one last question before we wrap it up, and we're going to go to commercial here because we got to get going. But yes, my last question is for all the aspiring artists that are out there right now. If you yeah. could sit down in front of them and tell them one thing because you've been on this road for a long time, what would you tell that aspiring artist sort of advice-wise about yeah. their journey? Yeah, I would say, I would say don't, don't idolize other people too much. You know what I mean? And, and don't try to, to, to imitate and copy other people too much because, you know, it seems like something at the time you might think, this is one way to get my juices flowing. This is one way to get, you know, interaction going or whatever. But... Over time, if you're not careful, you can wander far away from yourself. You know what? And then it's kind of hard to come back. You know, you start to lose track on who you really are, what you really sound like, and what, what's really in your mind and heart. And, um, and, and so the most important thing, like we said earlier, is, is the expressions of, of who you are. Um, because everybody's going through the same kind of thing. You know, and this is a huge understanding that, that, that has come into prevalence in the last, you know, sort of 10 years. And everyone's going through the same so spiritual journey and emotional journeys. And our expressions of how we see things, how we deal with things and what's important to us as individuals, as real individuals, that is what's really going to help other people and project the movement of our, of our uh, 
uh, progression and, and, uh, and our evolution forward in a positive way is by telling the truth. You that know? is great so, advice. Yeah. Seriously. If everybody yeah. was the same and did the same thing, the world would be boring. For real. Exactly. I mean, exactly. seriously. Manu, we got to do this again. And we got to do it, you know, so we can get a couple more songs, too. You know, I know you wanted to bring your partner on so you guys could do uh, you guys can do some more jamming with us. But I want to set up another day to do this with you because and have you on the show again. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. And from my standpoint, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on to Highly Irritable. We truly, truly appreciate you with all our hearts, man. I swear to God, I love music so much and I love musicians. Yeah, and I, you guys are so welcome. Honestly. Yeah, man. God bless you guys, and thank you so much for the time and space. I wish you, you know, I wish you just so many blessings. And you know, you've got a wee family there, and you know, you guys have got each other. So that's the best thing in, in life. So yes, just and keep cherishing each other. You know, back at you, and congratulations on your engagement. Yeah, thank you so much for playing. Much for love. Thank you. Much so love. Much. All right, folks. Well, you know what? Uh, Manu was wonderful. We will have him back on the show again for all you highly irritable fans. We are going to go to a break. So we will talk to you soon and catch you back later. What's up, all you crazy streamers? Yes, you streamer people. I know who you are. You don't have TV. You only stream what you actually watch. Well... I got something cool for you. It's called Paramount Plus. Yes, Paramount. The Paramount. The one that's, you know, CBS, the big people. (laughs) Well, they came up with a pretty cool thing that you can stream all of their original movies and all of their original TV episodes. It's over 30,000 episodes in movies and originals. You can even stream live sports and news with limited commercial interruptions. The cool part about Paramount Plus 2 is they awful... They offer a commercial-free plan, and I don't know about you, but to not have to watch commercials would be so epic, even though I'm pitching a commercial to you right now, (laughs) but that's okay because I'm a comedian and that's what I do. Anyways, check out the, um, the notes for the show. The link is in our notes. It's the Paramount Plus link. Use it because it supports the show. If you could, please, if you're going to sign up. Or you can go to our website at um, highlyirritable.org. The website there uh, has the link connected to it as well. So check them out. It's Paramount+. Plus. They're very affordable. And like I said, you can watch 30,000 episodes in movies, original, live sports, and news with limited commercial interruptions, or you can check out their commercial-free plan that they have. So everybody check it out. It's in our show notes, Paramount+. Plus. Are you tired of spending big money on sunglasses? Well, I was. And I found this company on Instagram, and they're called Yeats. And they're great. Not only are they fashionable, but they're affordable. And that's even better. And they've got a little bit of a cool backstory, too. They're they're from Florida. The owners are Brianna Austin and Javier Chavez. And they start, you know, they worked at a jet ski rental business in Tampa, Florida, and they decided to turn a dream into a reality. And that's what is happening with Yeats. Yeatsofficial.com is where you can order your sunglasses. And let me tell you, they are affordable. They're anywhere between 35 and 40 bucks. My favorite pairs are the Humo, the Old Yellers, and the faded that's just my style you know your style might be different but yeats definitely has it so go to yeatsofficial.com or check them out on instagram where i found them their handle is at yeats official and check this out yeats is an exclamation 
of happiness, excitement, or all-around good energy. Doesn't everybody need that? Check them out. Yeetsofficial.com Can I help you? Hello, this is Doug Wilmington from the Riverside Health Department. Do I have the pleasure of speaking with the manager? Hold on, okay? Thank you. What can we do for you? Hi, I just want to know if you could write my name and my badge number down. Okay. And just so you know, there's no problem here. Just want to let you know who I am because Elizabeth is no longer with us, uh, so I'll be taking over her account. Okay, your name, please? My name is Doug Wilshire. Uh, Can you spell that for me? It is D as in dog, O, U as in umbrella, G as in George, okay, and Will Shire, W-I-L-S-H-I-R-E. Okay. And my badge number, you ready? Okay. Okay, it's 456 Dash. Okay. One four eight. Yeah. Nine six. Nine six. Dash. And two point dash. Okay. Two eight nine. Two eight nine. Okay. Six seven four. Yeah. Three two. Three two. Dash. Yeah. One eight nine. One eight nine seven three seven three dash okay. A as an Adam P as in Paul zero nine seven okay and if you need to reach me my number is Welcome back from commercial. That was pretty cool. It really was. Manu is definitely a free-spirited person with some pretty good music vibes. Yeah, he gives off really good vibes, and I just, I love his message. It's just, like, all about just, like, love, and it's just, it's just so good. Yeah, he, you know, I got to say, like, I didn't know what to expect from that interview just because, you know, musicians are all different. Yes. And I kind of figured, like, he was going to bring those island vibes, like I thought. Yeah. But it was it was different. We didn't get into, like, the negative stuff, and we briefly, briefly went over, like, what's irritating, you know? Right. Yeah. I love that he doesn't have, like, a, a specific genre. He just kind of, like, you know, floats around and does whatever he feels inside, like, doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, you know what? I'm, I'm glad we had him on, and it's interesting enough already that he wanted to come on our show i know that's from so new zealand cool. i mean think about that like he found us from new zealand right i think that's awesome yeah and i'm happy we've done our first international podcast we did i, I hopefully everyone in new zealand starts listening and giving us reviews right <laughs> <laughs> which by the way let me just talk to you guys a little bit about bill shark 
Bill Shark's coming up with a new widget where it just plugs straight onto your phone, kind of like what, um, like, well, no, I'm just going to say, Bill Shark is coming out with a new widget for your phone, Android and Apple users, where you just plug and play, basically. So it'll actually read all the bills and subscriptions you have coming out of your account once you link it up. And it will negotiate the subscriptions and cancel subscriptions with just going through the app or the widget. I love that app so much. It's so helpful. Um, If anybody on here is trying to budget or, you know, just trying to keep track of their expenses, it's amazing. Yeah, so um, the check out the show notes because I'll put the link to Bill Shark on there so you guys can check it out. Maybe save a little dough. Right. Get ready for that Christmas bill that's coming up. Yes, yes. It is time to start yeah. saving. Talk about irritating <laughs> as shit. I know. I was going to ask you, is anything irritating you lately? Uh, Besides getting old, don't say that. <laughs> well... I don't know. There's a lot of things that are irritating. Number one, Chris Harris is no longer on The Bachelor. He's left the franchise. Yes. I know it was so controversial. I know. But I love Chris Harrison. I just... I don't want to watch the show anymore. I tried to sit there and watch the first episode, and I just... I couldn't really get into it. I'm going to be honest. Like, it just wasn't, like, capturing my attention. I'm going to try again. Maybe with you. Who's the new host? You know, I didn't even see. Did they have like, a host or was I, it just kind of like. Yeah, they have to have somebody. But I'm telling you, when I say it didn't capture my attention, I mean, like, I tried to watch and I just kept looking at my phone. Really? Like, I really. And I'm you. You know me. I'm not like that with The Bachelor. Like, when The Bachelor comes on, the phone is down. We sit there. We watch it. I I couldn't. I don't know. He's gone. And I'm kind of bummed out because I was really excited for Katie to be the bachelorette. Yeah. Why are you whispering? Am I? Yeah, a little bit. I'm sorry. We do have a sleeping child. Oh, that's right. He's sitting right next to us. Is that what's irritating you lately? No. Is that like your lead into that? No. No. But I will say this, that Chris Harris being gone completely took me away from the bachelor. But that son of a bitch made $5 million a year from them. That's a lot of dough. That's a um, lot of dough for a host. Maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. Right? Maybe. Like, why didn't we just do that? <laughs> maybe I need to try to apply to be the host of The Bachelor. <laughs> well, and I read something else, too, that stated, like, something to the effect of, um, like, he signed something. I think he signed, like, a he won't talk agreement because oh, like a non-disclosure. Yeah. Ooh. Which means the show's scripted anyways. We all know. Well, we already knew that, you know, everybody's like hand selected for the drama and, uh, <laughs> they add extra people in there to kind of hype it up. We, we already know their uh, secrets. It's still entertaining. Nonetheless, just, um, less entertaining. Now I'm like I said, I'm going to put it back on. I'm going to, try to you know put my phone in the other room and sit down and actually watch it yeah but it just wasn't doing it for me you know maybe I just wasn't in the mood to watch tv that night I don't know sometimes I'd rather scroll my phone but like I said I tried (laughs) I don't know when there's something good you kind of get captivated by it so you know like that show we watched uh Hotel Cecil (gasps) yes whatever is like really dark in the store I forgot the girl's name um so are you saying that I picked out another good show? 
Yeah, you did. That was a great. Uh, it was not. I, I don't want. Great is the wrong word. It was freaking super interesting. Interesting, right? Yeah, and and I. It just shows you like how many deadbeat people there are in the world. Right. The amount of people they had doing video spots on this one particular show on Netflix. For for those of you that don't know, there's a show on Netflix that you guys need to go watch. It's called Hotel Cecil or What Happened at the Hotel Cecil or something like that. Um, it's crazy to yeah. say it the least. Like the amount of things that have gone on at that hotel and the hotel is in Los Angeles. Right. And this girl was this girl disappeared. And they go through a long thing, and I'm not going to tell you what happened because you need to watch it yourself because you won't stop watching it once you watch the first episode. But the amount of weirdness there is unbelievable. And well, the, the fact that these people got away with it, like the, the weirdness hotel, going on. The hotel itself is weird. It's built weird. It is. It's so if any of you have seen the movie Seven, and the scene where the dude murders the hooker with like the super stab toy where he makes the guy bang the chick with the hooker to- with that toy. Yes. That is the type of hotel that the Hotel Cecil is where like hookers and druggies and murderers. Fucking murderers. Um, the the one murderer the lived there. The Night Stalker. The Night Stalker actually lived at that hotel. And they said people reported him like... Um, changing in the alley and like coming in in his underwear, like all bloody and shit, and like nobody gave a fuck. Nobody they were said just a like, thing. "Hey, Tom." It was and, like, like Harlem. Just, yes, like what, dude? How it? How I would have called on my neighbor and be like, "Hey, this motherfucker's like all bloody coming up the stairs right now." Yeah, I'm pretty sure he just like butchered somebody in the back alley. Come get him before I'm next. <laughs> well, they. Th- they started like fan pages and all these things to help find this girl. Yes. Who oh. nobody knew. She's a Canadian well, immigrant. She, she was on Tumblr. Not saying she was like Tumblr famous, but she was on Tumblr. She was a writer on there. She wasn't famous until she began, till she disappeared. So, right. Um, what was that guy's title? A super sleuth, wasn't he? Or something like that? He was a internet sleuth, <laughs> which is like. Well, it's just not even just the one guy. There was multiple people. And the way that they talk about her is as if like they were like dating. Like when there was information that was found, they were like, like they were literally talking about it and they started getting teary eyed even like five years after this shit went down. Well, they had like Facebook groups dedicated to her. And that's what's irritating about it is that these people are fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, it's great that they like wanted to know what happened to her, but like. They're dedicating so much time just like. I'm serious. At some point it kind of gets nosy because you know they just want to know what the fuck happened to her, you know? Well, not just. Yeah, but but like the way that they describe it is just like creepy and irritating. Right. And it's not even like I feel like it's not even like wanting to get justice so much because I don't even feel like justice was ever like served. No. I just think people are so nosy. (laughs) Well, if you and if. When they're describing it, they talk about it like as if they felt so unfulfilled. Like they right. wanted something more crazy to happen to her. Right. The fuck? Well, um, you you watched the part where it said like how the, the elevator footage was kind of like made wonky. Yeah. Like they did. The elevator footage was the whole weird part about it. 
but they did it on purpose. Like they sped it out, um, sped it up, and then like kind of like took out like a chunk of it and stuff. Well, that's what they say. It's it's all a conspiracy. But then and people number- believe the place is haunted. Like, yes, there's so many conspiracies about this place. You they, guys really have to watch it. The video, the video of the elevator footage creeped me out in a way mm-hmm. that I haven't been creeped out in a long time, like almost paranormal activity creeped out. Right, like goosebumps and kind of like an eerie, somebody's It was so eerie. She yes. she was doing these like weird, creepy things with her hands, like like ring type stuff, like and standing in the corner yeah. suspiciously and pressing all the buttons. Peeking and, out like somebody's watching her, jumping yeah. in and out of the thing and the door wouldn't close. It was like funky. Totally funky and totally weird. Right. Very creepy, very interesting. On a lighter note, live music is coming back. I know. Are you going to take me to a show? I'm fucking taking us all or to a show. are you leaving and going by yourself? No, we're going to a show. Mm-hmm. We are definitely going to a show, and it's going to be like a fourth and B. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be like a sh- I don't care. I just want to get to a show. As long as we're in the building. You know what I mean? It doesn't even have to be a building. Do you remember when we went to Arizona? Was that Arizona when we saw yeah Phoenix? Um, Phoenix. When we saw Rob Zombie. Luck- luckily enough, we were on side stage, but I totally would have sat out in the grass. I would have too, and watched that show. But the funny thing is, I never understood how incredibly ungrateful I was until coronavirus, because I took all of it so much for. I took so much advantage of all of it. Right, you took it for granted, and I feel like um, COVID has humbled a lot of people for sure i mean and they're you know like all the people we know but like they're you know the shows where they're like oh you got to stand in the sand sound booth and i'm like the sound booth oh i would die to sit in the sound booth right now just to see a show i still enjoyed that show though that we did go and um see there yes yeah um so yeah i feel like you were a little more snobby I was where we had to stand. I'm definitely a snob to be there. I was like, as long as I'm out, I'm good. Um, Yeah, I was fine in the crowd at House of Blues. I was actually, believe it or not, I was too because it was such a great show, and that was packed. We didn't shoulder to shoulder, like yeah. We didn't go backstage at House of Blues until fuck. They were on like their third to last song, right? And then we kind of kicked it back there. It was weird backstage that night, but I kind of wanted to be out in the crowd because. You know me, like, I don't go to concerts very often. Um, my first one was with you. So, like, I I wanted to be out in the crowd. Like, I enjoy that. Like, because that feels like a real concert. When you sit or stand um, backstage all the time or side stage, it's like you don't get the full. No, you don't get the full effect. Concert experience. And the music's muffled. Yeah. I mean, it's still fun. Yeah. Still love it. Super cool. But, like, sometimes I do love to stand out there and just kind of, like, you know. Yeah, I, I'm so irritated at what a snob I was. Yeah. Fucking unbelievable. What the hell? But I can't wait to get to the grass seats right. of any venue. I'll bring my little picnic blanket. We'll go sit out there yeah. on lounge chairs. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go watch. It'll be a lot of fun. Well, and all, we have all these new rock friends, too. So, like, you know, we're going to have to hit up Devin and, and Tyler and have them do other things yeah and we have to go watch their shows that would be amazing yeah we got sure we got some cool shows coming up we're you know getting back to the basics of highly irritable we've written a uh some really good shows you guys are going to want to tune in we got two weeks in a row we're going to do some game shows 
we freed up a couple blocks where we're not going to be doing interviews. Um, this was our last interview was Manu for a little or Manu for a little while. And then we're picking up where we left off with other interviews. Um, some pretty, actually we, we picked up a pretty big interview. Um, we're working with the pot brothers at law. I don't know if you guys know who they are, but, uh, their advice to you is to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Those guys ought to be pretty funny. Right. Yeah. And it's that not music. Exciting. It's just an attorney. But we'll, a good, interesting. Well, I can attorney. tell you what, he will definitely tell us what's irritating. Right. <laughs> right. It should be a jam packed comedian full show. That would be awesome. Yeah. No. You know what's irritating is when we take the kids shopping nowadays. Oh, good. What the Lord. fuck happened? You know, I feel like I ruined them by taking them to Target too much. Dude, they're so spoiled. I can't even take them in the backside of Target where all the toys are kept. Like, sometimes I have to go back there for, like, pull-ups, and then, like, they keep, like, the home decor items on the other side. So I'm like, how do I get to the pull-ups and then over to home decor without God, like, everything, dude. Everything. I have to horseshoe around Target to avoid the toy section. It is annoying, and it's totally my fault. I apologize. Yeah. Dude, it, daddy, can I have this? Daddy, can I have this? I'm not kidding. I've never, and they never used to be like this. Like they never ever went and well, they're growing begged us up. for anything. They're growing up and now they know more than ever what they want and what they like and they see it. And then when they see us walk past it, they're like, what the hell? I want they're that. nuts. And they scream. They're nuts. Right. Like today, well, actually, no, I took cash. Well, no, we went to Home Depot. Like, yes. you'd think going to Home Depot wouldn't really matter that much. Dude, they were fucking trying to take hammers. They were trying to take mallets. They were trying to take screwdrivers. Measuring tapes. Measuring tapes, grabbing wood off the racks. I mean, yes. it was fucking crazy. <laughs> and oh. then the lady finally gave them that little truck that they were going to build. Oh, like, I dude, love those little kits. Yeah, fuck those little kits. Because then all they wanted to do is go, oh, I want to build it now, daddy. So, like, now we have to fucking stop in the middle of the fucking store and build a stupid car. Thank you, creepy lady. Oh, my gosh. She even asked him creepy. She's like, hey, uh, little boy, little boy, I have something for you. Yes. Cash is like, oh, okay, you've got something for me. <laughs> even though Get I've told him van. his whole entire four-year-old life, if a stranger says something to you, you don't fucking look at him. You walk away. Well, he did look at me, and I told him he could go, and she was right there. I was watching. Still creepy nonetheless, but she was just trying to be nice. Normally, when Major you go to creep. Home Depot, they have like a bench that the kids sit at, and they all do it together normally. Um, but because of COVID, they let you take the kids home. Yeah. So give so. you the toy and then try to hold them off. Yeah. That's even worse. Yeah. Let's give them a toy. You ever tried to defend? You ever tried to stop your kid from taking the toy out of the fucking Happy Meal box? Yeah. Good luck with that. No, I just let them have it. I don't understand that that part of parenting where like um, your kid has to wait to be done eating the food to get the toy or like be done eating eating the food to get like the cookie or whatever. I do it all together. I understand it now because yeah. every time we go somewhere, they want, they want, they want, and you just give it to them. Right. You can't do that. But it's not just about just giving it to them. I just feel like, I don't know. It's not like a really a reward. It's just something fun. Like they're yeah. not being rewarded 
with that toy for anything. You know, it's a fucking happy meal. It's, it's a just, fucking I'll happy tell you, meal. Let them the be most happy. Irritating, the most irritating part about it is how children don't have a sensor and don't know what appreciation is. So, like, they don't give a royal fuck. They're on to the next toy 20 minutes after they're in the truck. Well, of course. And the other thing that's irritating is that as a parent, you're not supposed to have all this fun in the goddamn toy section. But I find myself wanting to buy myself toys. What the fuck? Because you you are a child at heart. I am, dude, but I can't help myself. Like today when we were looking at all those toys, like I didn't buy those Nerf guns for them. I bought them for me. Right. And I have to drag your ass out of the Lego section. I, I know. It's a it's problem. So ir- I'm like, yeah, I'm building this for you, Cash. No, I'm not, you little no. motherfucker. I'm building it for myself. No, you're not. Because as soon as he touches it, you're like, God, God damn it. <laughs> Get away from my fucking Legos. But I daddy, can't help that's myself. my Lego. No, it's not. It's It bugs the <laughs> shit out of me that that's how I am now. You you confuse them. I can't control myself. No, you I can't. almost can't control myself when I'm in that toy aisle. I know. And let me tell you, people, we have... A Yoda that holds a lightsaber. We have my favorite, my little Grogu with his little ball. Grogu. 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 No. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, people. I don't trust Adam. Um, (laughs) And then today we're in the Lego section and he's like, look, babe, it's a baby Mandalorian. And it's like a tiny little Lego box with another little Grogu. And... (laughs) He wants to buy it. And I'm like, don't we already have enough Yodas in our house? Yeah. Are we just going to like, this is my decor now. Guys, if you're like, oh, what's your style? Like modern, boho, you know, it's Star Wars. <laughs> I, you know. We're going to have the the Millennial Falcon and we're going to have Grogu and Yoda and all the lightsabers. And that that's just my life now. It sucks. I'm so stuck on it and I can't help myself. I mean, it's fun. It gives you something to do for a couple of days, right? It does. And, you know, I whatever, right? Like, I mean, you got to have fun with them in that in that type of element. Because if you don't, then what's the, the whole point of being a parent is being able to live vicariously through your kids, right? Yes. Um, which is easier done by you because we have boys. I'm not over here, you know, painting their nails and braiding their hair. Yeah. So. I love it. I don't know. But, you know, I get down with the Nerf guns, too. That's why I said if when the boys go to sleep, we were going to have like a Nerf gun war. Yeah. And then your mom threw out, um, what was it, a strip Nerf gun or something? Yeah, that we I were going to get like super wants, sexy. Yeah, I swear she wants us to have another child or something. <laughs> she was like, yeah, you guys could like st- play strip down Nerf dart uh, game. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's her recommendation. Oh, that's like, great. Like strip poker. Like you get hit with a dart, you got to take your top off. Yeah. I love it. Why not? Yeah. Anyways, should I get to my final thoughts? Yeah, if you're done listening to me talk, go ahead. <sighs> I'm never done listening to you talk. I love you too much, but. You're so sweet. Let's get into my final thoughts. What do you say? Okay, go ahead. Here's my final thoughts. Fuck everybody who has a problem with Mike Lowry. What? It's a bad boy. Oh, it's a bad boy's thing. Oh. Anyways, it's from a movie. She doesn't understand it. She'll say she hasn't seen it, and then we'll turn it on, and she'll be like, nah, I've seen this already and fall asleep. So I do that halfway through. Yeah. 
But anyways, final thoughts. Here we go. I can't wait for this all to open up. Seriously. Like, I'm more excited about everything opening up. It's like one of the most exciting things. Like, finally, life is going to get back to normal. Somewhat. I mean, it's a new normal, obviously, but it's going to get back to normal. However, there is a big however in life getting back to normal. There is going to be an obscene amount of traffic in California. And I'm preluding, or I don't even know if that's the right word, but I'm going to be bringing this up in another episode for a much longer period of time. But God fucking damn it, the traffic is getting worse. It's getting worse every day, even down Temecula Parkway right now, which I shouldn't be saying that on air. The fucking traffic is horrendous, horrendous. It will take you a fucking hour to navigate through a city in California. Anything Los Angeles and South takes an hour to get through a city. That is fucking stupid. That's all I'm going to say about that. That is my final thought is I'm fucking looking forward to opening back up, but I'm not looking forward to opening back up at all. And I just want things to stay the way they are right now with traffic free flowing, markets not overflown, no overpopulation. Just going somewhere, getting something done and leaving has been a godsend. So for that, I want to thank you, COVID-19 and fucking China virus. You did me a favor. You let me drive faster than I've driven in California in my entire life for the past year. And now I'm going to get slow again. But just remember, if you're driving down the road and you see me in my car and it's me and Marissa and we're just chilling, we have tinted windows. So sometimes you might have to actually lean out the window and say something absurd. I don't know, maybe like, hey, Marissa, hey, Adam, go fuck yourself. 